Millennials love their mobile apps so much they've even been nicknamed the face down generation. The generation that we call the millennials, they're accused of being entitled and narcissistic, and self-interested, unfocused, lazy. Instagram this, not taking picture of you. Hi, I'm a millennial and I am a monster. Hello, my name is Jade Winton Law. I'm a wannabe journalist, an avocado eater, and a millennial, I think. I'll be discussing over the next four episodes Millennials and the Generation War. I was talking to my friend the other day who claims she is not a millennial, but says she is the next generation. Generation Z. She is one year younger than me, making her 18. I thought that was odd because I had seen reports saying millennials fit between the age bracket of 15 to 35. In today's episode I'll be covering if we even know what a millennial is. When I googled the word millennial, it came up with this, a person reaching young adulthood in the early 21st century. While some articles are saying a millennial is from the ages of 15 to 35, others are saying from the ages of 19 to 36. And Jacques Pope from the National Institute of Demographic and Economic Analysis says that baby boomers were roughly born between 1945 and the early 1960s and millennials between the early 1980s and the late 1990s, which means Generation Z were born between the late 1990s and the present. But the Strauss and Howe theory says that the millennial age bracket is between 1982 to 2004. Millennial as a word was coined by authors Neil Howe and William Strauss in their book Generations, which was published in 1991. Because these two coined the phrase, this is the age bracket I will be following. But to understand why, I will tell you more about the pair. The two were historians and first introduced the phrase millennial in their book to demonstrate a predictable cycle of generational personalities forming in opposition to their immediate predecessors. The theory was developed to describe the history of the United States, including the 13 colonies and their British antecedents. And this is where the most detailed research has been done. However, the authors have also examined generational trends elsewhere in the world and described similar cycles in several developed countries. Academic response to the theory has been mixed. While some applaud Strauss and Howe for their bold and imaginative thesis, others criticise the theory. The book discusses how generation groups share similar traits with groups they will never meet. For example, people born between 1980 and 2000 will share many traits with the group born between 1900 and the mid-1920s. When the book came out, generational study was not popular, and as a result the group we now call Gen X didn't have a name, even as the oldest of the people born after the baby boom were now about to turn 30. Howe and Strauss called them the 13ers because they were the 13th generation since Benjamin Franklin. Howe explained two decades later that they chose the word millennial because their research made it clear we would be drastically different than the generation before us, and therefore we needed a distinct name. Plus, the oldest of the millennials would graduate high school in 2000. Howe believes every generation is distinct from the one before. In an interview with Forbes magazine, he says if every generation were just an exaggerated version of the generation that came before it, civilization would have gone off a cliff thousands of years ago. When you look at the future generationally, you begin to see how the future unfolds in non-linear ways, says Howe. Howe says that when people saw millennials as kids being raised so differently, you could already make an easy prediction. Strauss and Howe predicted the crime rate would go down, families would be closer and these 20-somethings would be more risk-averse. 
all of this turned out to be correct. Among scholars, the term millennial began to take off in 1998, with its use in books peaking in the year 2000, but it didn't start being used in everyday life until the year 2013. And then, in the year 2015, the word millennial took off. In 1997, the pair published a second book, The Fourth Turning, which involved the authors expanding the theory, and after that, they have continued their theory in a variety of publications. But this is just a theory, and is more so specific to American history. A report done by the US Chamber Foundation says that millennials are likely the most studied generation to date. It says millennials are full of contradictions, but the most consistent is that this generation is technically savvy. The report describes our generation as almost as if it has a digital sixth sense. According to a Human Resources Institute of New Zealand report, Generation Y, or Millennials, are closer to their parents than Generation X. We show more concern for community and due to recent economic expansion are more optimistic and positive. Apparently, as a result, we are generally more relaxed and confident in our abilities than previous generations. Growing up, millennials were deemed over-supervised, with lives packed full of parental attention structures, chaperones and after-school programs, leaving very little unplanned free time. As a result, we expect employers to provide structure in the workplace and can sometimes lack spontaneity. I don't know if that's true for you, but I don't think it was true for me. I remember as a child still being able to run down the road without my parents standing there watching my every movement. Going to the dairy with my doll. Riding my bike on the road. But anyway, millennials like Generation X are highly educated and technologically savvy, seeing work that isn't a learning experience leading to something better as a dead end. And that we should avoid it. Millennials are sometimes referred to as the Y generation and are said to not be afraid to voice concerns and opinions or to question authority. We are seen to have a keen sense of fairness and fair play in the workplace and believe rules are rules and we expect bosses to enforce them and not bend them. Though comfortable with authority, millennials see that authority must be competent and have integrity. Maintaining a healthy balance between their personal and professional lives and valuing family and friends above all else is also paramount to Generation Y. In the workplace, the team is very important to my generation. We are used to being organised into teams to get things done. Popular opinion is that millennials are more caring, community orientated and politically engaged than previous generations. Millennials in the US master self-expression with 75% creating a profile on social media, 20% posting a video of themselves online, 38% with one to six tattoos, and 23% with a piercing in some other place than an earlobe. There is also a US trend toward personal branding, which on its surface appears like self-promoting. The priorities of being a good parent and having a successful marriage are most important to millennials, similar to those held by Generation X at a similar stage of life. I don't know if that's true for everyone, but if it is, sure. The only difference between the older generations and millennials 
is that previous generations are more likely to place a higher importance on a very religious life and a lower importance on being successful in a high-paying career. Educators are celebrating the high school graduation rate in the US, which now stands at 72%. This is the highest level of high school completion in more than two decades. Millennials score high on IQ tests. They also score higher on such traits as extroversion, self-esteem, self-liking, high expectations and assertiveness. These traits are often seen to lead to narcissism and entitlement. While two-thirds of US students predict they will perform in the top 20% of the population in their adult jobs, millennials are sizing up to be the most educated generation in history. We may be frowned upon, but we've got a lot going on. In the next episode, I'll be talking to a millennial and a baby boomer about the generation gap. Maybe we're not so different. Thank you for listening. I'm Jade Winton Lowe. I'll talk to you next week. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, email, and now officially on iTunes. Welcome to Campus Conversation. I'm Steve Simon. And I'm Fritzi Bodenheimer. Talking about this generation, Millennials Rising. Right now, I want to welcome in Neil Howe, one of the co-authors of Millennials Rising. Because we're really viewing money as more digital and less physical. Millennials highly value interacting with their finances the way they do in every other aspect of their lives digitally. Um, but no matter what, why, whatever is wrong with us, uh, the main thing is that I get to talk about me. We know that engagement with social media and our cell phones releases a chemical called dopamine. You're feeling a little bit down or feeling a bit lonely, and so you send out 10 texts to 10 friends, you know, hi, 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 hi. <laughs> <laughs>